Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Today, I want to talk a bit about Jelly Roll Morton, but most importantly, play some of his compositions. He is often cited as the inventor of jazz, at least according to Jelly Roll Morton. While he stated that he created jazz in 1902, in truth, what he created was a style of jazz, and he was the first real jazz composer and arranger, and the first to combine the vast number of influences that are the roots of jazz today into an ordered system with rules and principles, yet still allowing those who played with him to make use of their own creative juices. He was known for having very exacting standards, and that plus his constant talking, ended up alienating quite a few people, musicians and club owners alike. Although he died in 1941, his compositions have lived on, and so many of them are played today mostly by traditional or New Orleans jazz bands, but a few, which you'll hear on this program, have been adapted into a more contemporary style. And speaking of a more contemporary style... In the background, you're hearing his 1926 recording of one of his most comp- famous compositions, King Porter Stomp, which he wrote in 1902. And now we're going to hear a version of that same tune by Sun Ra from 1977.
Well, that's probably the weirdest track that you're going to hear on this week's program from 1977. That's Jelly Roll Morton's King Porter Stomp, as performed by the Sun Ra Orchestra, with uh, a number of great musicians, uh, Sun Ra leading the way. How about another more traditional version of King Porter Stomp? Written by Jelly Roll Morton in 1902. This is a version by the amazing drummer Zutty Singleton. Isn't that great? Zatty Singleton from 1940. Some great drumming with Red Allen on trumpet, Lil Armstrong piano, Edmund Hall clarinet, Benny Morton trombone, Bernard Addison barely audible on guitar, Pops Foster on bass, and the amazing drums of Zatty Singleton. King Porter Stomp. I have another more modern version of that too, and I'll play near the end of the podcast. Today, featuring the compositions of Ferdinand Joseph Lamenth, better known as Jelly Roll Morton. He was a mulatto or creole, not clearly white or black, and said that he experienced prejudice from both ends of the spectrum. He changed his name from Lamenth to Morton because he didn't want to be called Frenchy. The Jelly Roll. Nobody knows exactly how he got that name. There are a few stories, but it appears it came out of a vaudeville skit in which he was involved in 1914 and was related to his bragging about his prowess with women. His style took in three major genres, blues, stomps, which was a variation of ragtime, as you heard with King Porter Stomp, and what has been referred to as Spanish tinge pieces, where there was a Latin groove. While he may not have invented jazz, he certainly was a primary influence in turning the ragtime of his day into something that we would refer to as jazz. Most of the information about Jelly Roll Morton comes from many days of interviews conducted by musicologist Alan Lomax in 1938. Here is Jelly Roll Morton talking about and demonstrating his creation of a new style. That was the way they played it in Missouri. Of course, I played the same tune. I had played it, I guess, long before I went to the state of Missouri. 
and I played it in different, in different tempo. That is on the version of my creation of jazz music. In fact, I changed every style to mine. Mighty fine piano work just played on the spot by Jelly Roll Morton during his interview with Alan Lomax in 1938. Thank you to the Library of Congress for that. Interestingly, as a pianist, he was criticized by the likes of Duke Ellington, James P. Johnson, and Willie the Lion Smith. Ellington stated that his greatest talent is in talking about Jelly Roll Morton. But what transpired is that much of what he said about himself ended up being true even if it was hard at times to separate the truth from the unsubstantiated boasts. And Dave Brubeck once said in the 1950s that you can't call today's jazz progressive because Jelly Roll Morton was doing the same thing 30 years ago. Let's hear one of his most popular compositions, one that is also considered to be quite difficult to play. He bragged in 1938, there are very few pianists, if any, that can play the pearls, it being the most difficult piece of jazz piano ever written, except for my finger buster, unquote. And while there are quite a few versions of the piece now, it was true that in 1938 there were very few attempts made to play it. One of the people who did play it was Mary Lou Williams, who had to receive some special coaching from Morton. She auditioned her playing of the piece for him and was immediately stopped and reprimanded, told the right way to phrase it. Well, she did play it the way Jelly wanted, then played him one of her own tunes. She was again stopped and told, Now that passage should be phrased like this. Here is the Mary Lou Williams version of The Pearls. Then I'll follow it with two others, part of a version by folk blues guitarist singer Dave Van Ronk, then by a young pianist from Prince Edward Island, Max Keenleyside. Thank you. 
You just heard three versions of The Pearls by Jelly Roll Morton. First you heard Mary Lou Williams from 1940, Dave Van Ronk from 1976, and Canada's Max Keenly side from 2010. Let's have more Canadian artists. You're listening to Wild Man Blues with writing credit given to both Jelly Roll Morton and Louis Armstrong. Since they had never met until 1936 and the tune was first recorded in 1927, it's highly doubtful that they both wrote it, but both played it and both got credit for it. Here is Canadian Hot Jazz 99 from Vancouver, Wildman Blues. Canadian Hot Jazz 99. My search for contemporary versions of Jelly Roll Morton compositions led to the discovery of a fascinating Italian pianist, composer, and arranger, Giorgio Gaslini, and some really different interpretations of Jelly Roll Morton tunes on a 1996 album he put together called Jelly's Back in Town. It also led me to pay attention to a very different Jelly Roll Morton composition that has been described as being spooky mood music and was used by pianists playing for silent films to build suspense. The tune is called Boogaloo. I'll first play a recording by Giorgio Gaslini from 1996, then follow it up with Jelly Roll Morton's version from 1928. Thank you. 
That's Jelly Roll Morton, Boogaloo, with Morton on piano, Ward Pinkett, trumpet, Geechee Field trombone, Omar Simeon on clarinet, Lee Blair banjo, Bill Benford on tuba, and Tommy Benford drums from 1928. Before that, a 1996 version by Italy's Giorgio Gaslini. I mentioned earlier that Jelly Roll Morton's compositions spanned three different subgenres of jazz at the time stomps, blues, and Spanish tinge. His claim that he created the Spanish tinge, which was a rhythmic modification of the African habanera, was likely an exaggeration, but no doubt his use of it influenced others and paved the way for what we call Latin jazz today. This next piece is one that he may have been playing as early as 1910. It's called The Crave, and I found many versions of it. I'll play you at least part of a few of them. But first, let's hear Jelly Roll Morton talk about that Spanish tinge from his 1938 interviews with Alan Lomax. Of course, you've got to have these little tinges of Spanish in it uh, in order to play real good jazz. Uh, jazz has a foundation that must be very prominent, especially with the bass sections, in order to give a great background, uh, plus what's called riffs today. Uh, which was known as figures, but figures hasn't always been in the dance bands. You know, New Orleans was inhabited with maybe every race on the face of the globe. And of course, we had Spanish people, there are plenty of them, and plenty of French people. Of course, I may demonstrate a little bit of La Paloma uh, to show you that the tinge is really in there. start with a bit of the Jelly Roll Morton version of The Crave from 1939, then move on to pianist Marcus Roberts, then uh, uh, part of a 1993 duet between saxophonist Dave Murray and pianist Dave Burrell, and last I'll play the whole uh, Tijuana Brass with Herb Albert version of the tune. So it's a lot of Spanish tinge and a lot of craving. The Crave by Jelly Roll Morton.
now let's have the Turb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass version with Dave Frisberg on piano from 1975 of The Crave. So much music to play and so little time. Today on Discovering Jazz, I'm playing various renditions of Jelly Roll Morton compositions, as he was certainly one of the first major jazz innovators. I'm not sure if there are any Jelly Roll Morton compositions in the real book, 5th edition, which is the most significant go-to book for jazz students, but there is a piece dedicated to Jelly Roll Morton. It's Charles Mingus from his classic Ah Hum album of 1959, and it's simply called Jelly Roll. Keyboard Improv's Ron Drodos describes it as kind of a blues, but not really a blues. Let's listen and see what you think. Charles Mingus, Jelly Roll. Thank you. 
One of the main motifs of that Charles Mingus tune is very similar to Jelly Roll Morton's best-known composition, at least one of his best-known ones, uh, Wine and Boy Blues. Here's the lovely rendition by late New Orleans R&B legend Alan Toussaint.
Well, there are so many renditions of Jelly Roll Morton tunes that I could play, such as this one you're hearing in the background by uh, guitarist Lassie Johansson. It's called Midnight Mama. I'm not sure how many compositions uh, that he wrote, but I'm sure it was at least in the hundreds, and I would like to play more, maybe in future Discovering Jazz programs. I want to end off with the tune that I started with, King Porter Stomp. It's a version that I love by a pianist I saw at Jazz City in Edmonton many years ago and was so impressed with. He's from Italy. His name is Franco D'Andrea. This is from 2017, an album called Traditions Today. My name is Larry Sademan. This is Discovering Jazz. Tune in next week. And if you like this program, please leave a review or rating on iTunes. Bye for now.